0: Hello, and welcome to The Downlink, brought to you by the University of Georgia Small Satellite Research Laboratory. I'm Graham Grable. I'm a mechanical engineer here at the lab.
1: I'm Paige Copenhaver. I'm a physics and astronomy major.
0: I'm Caleb Adams. I'm a computer science and astrophysics major here. Welcome to episode six. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about some of the satellite news of the week. We're going to be talking about how CubeSats are deployed, and we're going to be talking about some of the lab news around here. So I guess we should start off with some of the news this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I saw this week was that Airbus is starting to get into the business of launching small satellites. So I think wow. that's... Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, two weeks, two or three weeks ago, we were talking about Virgin Galactic also doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Airbus is also wanting to get into that market. I feel like you see a lot of um, aerospace companies really realizing that this market is becoming larger and
2: larger all the time and trying to uh, get in on that exponential growth that's happening right now. That's exciting. Do you know what they're coming up with in terms of their launcher, Graham?
0: A lot of that is actually under detail, so we only know that they are actually just doing it. So they're just like, hey, everyone, we're doing this. Exactly. Hmm. I
2: look forward to seeing more details on that.
0: Yeah, it would be very cool to see... What they're thinking of? Well, because they're uh, they're more, uh, they're more built about building
2: planes, like commercial right? Airplanes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. less less about rocketry. So, mm-hmm. oh, are they
0: going to put a rocket on the bottom of a plane and shoot it out? That'd be cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Launch satellites from an A380. Those yeah. planes are huge. Yeah, that could be really cool. Yeah, so I look forward to seeing that. Also, this week the Russians uh, lost contact with. SAMSAT-218, so that satellite, uh, it was a CubeSat and it was actually going to demonstrate aerodynamic stabilization. Mm. So, a lot of CubeSats nowadays have flywheels or wheels that stabilize the CubeSats and I believe SAMSAT was supposed to show how instead of having mechanical things, Mm -hmm. you could use the atmosphere and aerodynamics to stabilize your CubeSat. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how exactly they were going to go about doing that? um, I couldn't find any information about that. It looks Mm -hmm. like they're just using surface area to manipulate how the CubeSat is tumbling or not tumbling. Right. Interesting. I wonder if the plan was to have it
2: tumble in a controlled way, which I I mean, I guess that's what that was anyway, but I mean, like, like, um, or if they were able to completely offset all. Basically, make a make it like relatively stationary.
0: I did see a presentation from that project, and there's a lot of equations on there. So mm-hmm. nothing that I could deduce out of. But now that's
2: some crazy physics yeah. and crazy engineering to get that thing uh, stabilized in that way. That's pretty fascinating.
0: So, as others may know, on uh, the other listeners may know we got funding from NASA underneath the USIP which is the undergraduate student, student instrument project exactly mm-hmm. and there are other teams out there who also received funding through the USIP and one of the other teams that did this was the Arizona State University team and so their shout outs to them exactly they and what I, from what i can tell it looks like they're also building their program from the ground up so mm-hmm. it is the first undergraduate satellite uh, from ASU. Nice, because that's very
2: similar to what we're doing here. Exactly. Uh, starting a program from the ground up as undergraduates and trying to build something cool and lasting and space exploration-y. That's, exactly. That's
0: not a word. So their mission will be looking at urban heat islands. And so what those are basically are um, they're basically just pockets of air that are much hotter than the rest of the air around us. So basically mm. this happens because of The concrete, the pavement, the way the buildings are, um, the windows reflecting the sun down back onto the ground. um, Just lots of heat being generated from the way the city is built.
1: So how are they studying that with a CubeSat?
0: Um, Basically, what they're going to be looking at, I would imagine, is they're looking at... So just taking a look at what the heat signatures are from orbit. Hmm. So we have like a... You know that you just get we, thermal readings, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So we have a thermal laser thermometer here. So I would guess that what they're doing is something a little bit more advanced mm-hmm. form of so that. So do you think
2: they're actually shooting lasers down?
0: And uh, Well, maybe not lasers, but um, <laughs> I think they are doing some active sensing with it. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I wonder how that
2: pitch would have gone. Hey, uh, we'd like to shoot lasers down on this <laughs> city. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And if anyone from ASU is listening and would like to clarify what we've probably said is wrong, uh, we would love right.
2: that. <laughs> We'd also love to have you on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yes, so please. I'm sure that would be fun. If any of you guys are uh, working on any CubeSat projects or any space projects, mm-hmm. just let us know. We would love to formulate some guests.
2: Give or you a you, shout out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Arizona is a really big state for just astronomy in general. I didn't mm-hmm. mean it was just a big state.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They, they they do a lot of astronomical research, and I don't know if it's Arizona State. I think the University of Arizona has an entire college for like building and designing telescopes.
2: Hmm. So that very is... cool. And for those of you who are listening and don't know, Paige is our flight team lead and also our astronomy expert here. We say experts, but we're all undergrads with I, graduates. Uh, so. I like
1: astronomy a lot. That's us put yeah, it she's that way. Very,
2: she's very good at it. So that's why I think she found that interesting, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do
0: that. Very cool. Very cool. Very nice. So I guess we should transition into talking about how CubeSats are deployed now. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we do with CubeSat deployment is getting the CubeSat ready for uh, insertion into the de- deployer itself. So that means making sure everything is off on the CubeSat. So we want to make sure that our payload isn't on. That is correct. Um, our computer isn't. On, um, If there's a propulsion system, we also want to make sure that that is in a safety mode. Uh, We do all these things to make sure that the CubeSat won't interfere with the launch. So we don't want to be the cause for a rocket failure. Which would be terrible. Yes. Mm.
2: And we do this with inhibits, by the way. So these are systems that guarantee that these other systems will be offline because uh, basically an inhibit is almost an on-off switch. And you would have multiple inhibits for each one of these systems. For example, a uh, a fuel an inhibit for like a propulsion system might be in the actual valve that flows in the propellant uh, fluid.
0: And these inhibits uh, really activate when they're in the deployer themselves. All mm-hmm. the once the cubesat exits the deployer, that's when everything starts to turn on. Of course, there is a time limit on when we can start turning things on, but that is correct. It's usually around thirty minutes to an hour. Exactly. So the Deployer really keeps everything off while the inhibits make sure that they do stay off while in the Deployer itself. Um, Paige, do you want to talk about the Deployer a little bit?
1: Yeah, so back in 1999, Cal Poly and Stanford developed uh, their first CubeSats. And those two universities have been kind of like the pioneers of this big field that's just exploded recently. But um, Cal Poly also invented this uh, kind of like a container for CubeSats. It's called the P-POD, and that means Poly Pico Satellite Orbital Deployer. Fun word. Yeah. And yeah, we, we just refer to it as P-POD. And so the CubeSats kind of. Because line you know
2: up. us, like aerospace engineering we people. We love acronyms. We love acronyms. We love so acronyms. Much. <laughs> we use them so. Sorry to interrupt you, it's That's okay.
1: CubeSats <laughs> just kind of go inside these little. Deployer container things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah.
2: the way I the way I like explain it to people who um, may not know a lot about uh, aerospace or, or engineering, I usually say that it's very similar to a Nerf gun. So it's essentially spring loaded, and you put your CubeSat in there, and it shoots out like a Nerf gun, like a little dart. And uh, typically, after I explain that, I'll go into more nuances and answer some questions, and then people start to get a good understanding of it. But I feel like, I, or I always find that that's a good uh, place to start even with people who are technical and, and then they you know people who are technical will go oh okay so i imagine that you would have this maybe a rail system and then we start talking about inhibits and how those deactivate as it or activate however do you want to use the terminology as that as it exits and such exactly
1: so mm-hmm. then it gets flown out into space it comes out tumbling it is all alone and we hope for the best
2: <laughs> <laughs> well we hope for the best as in we've prepared for it too oh, yeah. so yeah, that, that too. And that. that is a good point that you make, Paige, About it comes out tumbling, so it's spinning out of control. And um, actually, what we do after that is a it's called detumble, and essentially we begin uh, using our magnetorkers to try to align to the. Um, right, well, it depends on your mission, but if you have magnetorkers, you'll use them to try to align to um, magnetic Earth's field. Magne- magnetic field, and that helps dissipate some of your rotational inertia. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's where you dump your rotational inertia in, into. And then uh, your flywheels begin spinning, so your uh, your ADCS system will begin spinning. And actually, What's as
1: ADCS, Caleb.
2: Attitude Determination and Control System.
0: Yeah, good think, question, Paige. <laughs> I think last week we had a <laughs> little debate about the different acronyms and all the little meanings. We did. We did talk all the about nuances the nuances of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, a um, satellite is considered detumbling while the ADCS is spinning still, and, and to counteract the tumble that it got when it shoots out of the peapod or um, whatever it is deployed from.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, moving on to some lab news here. The UGA servers that hosted our crowdfunder were down for a day, but they are back up. And uh, you can continue to donate to our crowdfunder. As a matter of fact, we have simplified the way you can view the benefits of the funder and the things you can receive from donating if you go to smallsat.uga.edu funder. You can see all that information there, and it's nice and easily available, as well as it has all the helpful links. Uh, We were in the news here a lot at UGA. We made the front page of UGA.edu recently over this past week. I don't believe we're on the front page anymore.
0: I know. Graduation's taking that over now. Graduation
2: is a big event, you might say. We were also in the student newspaper, The Red and Black. Uh, Mia is a great writer, and she got us in there, and she's always been... Very cool to lab and helping out with the space exploration here at UGA. Shout out to her. Um, we were also we also made the front page of the Athens Banner-Herald today, which was a physical newspaper, and that's always cool to see. Uh, and so that's that might be it for lab news, unless we have anything else. You no, know, I think we were all really busy with finals this week. We did release version 3.0 of the website. Um, we have a sign-up page, so you can sign up for our. Uh, list serve and get e- weekly emails about what's happening here at and space exploration at UGA. You can view these emails more as kind of what's what's happening in space news, kind of like same thing as the podcast. So,
0: well, I don't think we have too much more here at the lab. Um, it's been a uh, busy week for all the students. It's with, been a busy uh, semester, p-
2: very much so. And yes,
1: now there are only three of us left.
2: <laughs> well, there are only three of us on the podcast today, but. There'll be plenty of us over the summer doing hard work on the satellite. Oh yeah. Here. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. We're excited to well, you know the semester might be ending, but um, our work is ongoing yeah. here at the UGA Small Satellite Research Lab. Sure is. Your space program here at UGA.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Downlink Leak, brought to you by the University of Georgia Small Satellite Research Laboratory. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at UGA SmallSat Lab. Until next time, over and out.